Vanessa, and I am so excited to help you grow your business and actually start making money moves. I am over here happy dancing because the Optin Experience podcast was made for entrepreneurs just like you who want to turn strangers into fast friends, future clients, and customers using Optin Marketing. So without further ado, let's dig into today's episode and let's make cake, babes. Hey, sweet friends. What's up? Vanessa here. I'm super excited today. I am bringing you another episode on opt-in how-tos. And today I am going to be talking about how to create a resource library as an opt-in. So um, I'm going to explain a couple different reasons why a resource library may be a good choice for you for your opt-in. And I'm also going to talk about um, the way that you can go about setting it up if you are using WordPress. Um, Unfortunately, I don't really have experience setting up a resource library on Squarespace, so I apologize beforehand that this is going to be geared mostly towards WordPress at the end of the episode. So if you want to listen in and you're thinking about starting a resource library and you're not on WordPress, then um, definitely listen in until we get to that part because I will talk about some tips um, and set up in terms of email and stuff like that. So you'll still definitely get some um, good tips and little tidbits out of the episode even if you're not on WordPress. So um, a resource library is actually a really, really great way um, to engage your subscribers and continuously give them value. So what is a resource library? A resource library is like a hub of all of the different resources, worksheets, um, PDFs, checklists, e-guides, training tutorials. It can be anything. So it doesn't just have to be like a resource library that's filled with um, PDFs. Um, In your resource library, you can also include things like training videos, how-to videos, um, exclusive podcast episodes. In um, another podcast, I talked about how to repurpose your Facebook and Instagram lives and turn them into opt-ins. So this is another place where you can actually repurpose some of that high-value content and give it back to your subscribers. So um, using a resource library, I find that it can be helpful in a couple of different ways. Um, The first one is especially if you intend to have more than one or a couple major opt-ins, a resource library in itself is like a major opt-in. So I believe in quality over quantity. Um, So there's nothing wrong with having, you know, 15 blog posts that have 15 PDF downloads that go with them, as long as they're serving a purpose and they're helping your audience. Um, Now, I do think that you should have some substance when it comes to your opt-ins because After all, the quality of what you're giving your subscribers is what's going to turn them into fast friends and future clients and customers. So if you have like 15 or 20 or 25 blog posts that all have opt-ins attached to them, then you could really think about putting together a resource library because instead of directing someone to all of your different resources 
all the time, you can just say, hey, this resource is included in my free resource library. Um, and if you sign up, you can get this and a bunch of other goodies too. So you can do all of your marketing efforts like around that resource library. So all of your blog posts, um, all of your you know promotional social media posts for your opt-ins, anything, all of your content, your newsletter content is constantly refreshing your audience of what's in that library. So a resource library is actually a really good quality opt-in even though it has many components of lots of smaller different opt-ins. So it, it's just a higher value way to like communicate and continuously give back to your people. So um, I tried a resource library in the past. Um, I just kind of didn't really know who I was speaking to. So it kind of did flop a little bit. And that wasn't because the concept doesn't work, because it does. Um, so you really need to be focused on who it is that you're talking to. And I actually speak about this so much. And I hope that you like don't feel like I'm just a broken record, like stuck on repeat. Like <laughs> it reminds me of um, this doc mcstuffins episode i have a toddler but it reminds me of that because the um karaoke machine she they she has repeat itis but but it's really important you guys to talk about um to talk to one specific person or one specific group of people um because when you narrow that focus down you're actually able to help more people who are having that type of problem. Um, so when I niche down into just specifically opt-ins, that's when it like literally transformed uh, my business and everything that I do. So all of my content and all of my marketing and all of the products I create and the services I offer all are all tailored to opt-ins. Um, and I did that because I know that I want to talk about opt-ins. I know the power of opt-ins and content upgrades and freebies and lead magnets whatever you want to call them I know the value of these things in your business um, so if you know who you're talking to you can give your people way more value instead of say you're trying to talk about all of the things but you're a brand designer and you're a brand designer and you're trying to give people tips about blogging and tips about marketing and tips about all of these other miscellaneous things and you're going to have a bunch of different people from a bunch of different niches, but how many of those, how many people who are interested in how to set up a blog would potentially hire you um, to design their brand for them? I mean, the possibility, of course, is there, but it's a more slim chance. Now, if you had a resource library or you had resources that were dedicated specifically to branding, like how to choose a color palette for your brand, um, how to use Pinterest to find your brand style, how to pair fonts, um, different things of that nature, then those are the types of subscribers that you're going to be helping with the most. And there's going to be a higher likelihood that those subscribers would eventually hire you for services or purchase your pre-made branding or sign up for one of your offerings or your workshops. So that's really the key focus um, when you're creating anything, especially a resource library. Fill that resource library to the brim with all different um, or with, with all different types of resources related to the niche and the person that you're trying to speak to. Um, some good examples of these: um, Blue Chic has a resource library, and I, I wouldn't really call it a library. I just think um, it's just a 
uh, it's a library with lots of free tools and business tips. And Blue Chic is amazing at giving people tools to help grow their business. And they do this because they sell beautiful WordPress themes and landing page templates and Canva social media templates. And so in their library, they have free WordPress themes. They have free guides to helping you grow your business. They have free guides to helping you get your website set up. So much of their business is to really help people transform and start their own business beautifully. So their resource library is perfect because it helps them do that. Um, Station 7 is another successful brand who also builds WordPress themes and they have their own resource library. So you can look around at some other, um, you know, brands and businesses that have resource libraries, um, just kind of see how they're speaking to their audience. Now, um, that doesn't mean to copy, and I know this is like totally repeat-itis again, but that doesn't mean to copy what these brands are doing, because the, the point is is to learn um, what your audience wants and then to serve them, and you can't serve them by copying what someone else does, because that never works. Um, so when you're setting up a resource library, it's especially good if you have tons of different resources that you want to put all in one place and it makes it easier to access. Um, another reason why a resource library is good is especially if you are using MailChimp. Um, because MailChimp, it gets kind of difficult when it comes to setting up multiple lists and trying to grow your subscribers um, using that list. So. For example, let's say you have five different worksheets that are attached to five different blog posts. In MailChimp, in order to deliver that those five different worksheets, you have to set up five different lists. And then once you set up five different lists, then every time that you want to send a newsletter, you're likely going to have to combine all of those lists into one master list. So you have to manually do that um, for every single one. And what if you have um, subscribers who are signing up for all of your different opt-ins, then MailChimp would potentially be counting those subscribers as um, multiple subscribers. So you would actually hit you know, your 2,000 um, subscriber limit with MailChimp much more quickly um, than you would if you were using an email service provider like convert kit. So if you want to have several different opt-ins and you have a couple of hundred subscribers already, then it actually probably wouldn't be a bad thing if you signed up for ConvertKit. It is a $29 per month investment. I do have a link that will get you um, a free 30-day trial. I will link that above the episode here. But if, you're, if your goal is to have a bunch of different opt-ins, then your life will be so much easier if you use ConvertKit um, because it allows you to have as many different opt-ins that you need and everyone goes to one master list and your subscribers are not duplicated. Um, so if you can't afford MailChimp and or excuse me, if you can't afford ConvertKit and you're just starting out and you want to stick with MailChimp, that is totally cool. Just start a resource library if you're planning on having tons of different opt-ins because not only will your efforts all be condensed into promoting that resource library, it'll give your subscribers tons more value. So if they read a post that you wrote on SEO and they want to download the free SEO guide and checklist that you added to your blog post, then not only will they get that free SEO guide and checklist in your resource library, but they'll get all of the other resources that you already have in that library. So for example, 
if you did a Facebook or an Instagram Live to promote that SEO opt-in and blog post and checklist, then you could repurpose that SEO Live into something that you put in your resource library. So it's it'll be like the hub for where all of your high value resources are housed and that will give your subscribers a reason to come back because then they'll be like, oh wow, if I need SEO, here's this live training, here's this checklist, here's this guide. Like perfect. This is how this is this is where I need to be to get this done or solve this problem that I'm having. So Those are the two reasons why you would likely want to have a resource library. Um, The first one being if you plan to have a ton of different opt-ins, a ton of different like micro opt-ins, and they're not real beefy, um, but you want a place to house all of them, um, give more value to your subscribers by creating a resource library. Um, The second reason why I recommend it is if you're on MailChimp, Um, or another email service provider that doesn't allow you to create a bunch of different sign-up forms and subscriber boxes, and they don't combine all the subscribers into one list. So MailChimp especially, it makes it your life so much easier if you just have one master list for your resource libraries, because then you're only setting up your resource library, your subscriber boxes that lead to your resource library, um, you're only setting up one welcome sequence to promote that resource library and to help your subscribers get to know you. Um, that welcome sequence would share with them um, you know, everything that's in your resource library, the value that they can get, and direct them to all types of goodness that you're offering. So those are the two reasons why you would want to consider starting a resource library. Now, as far as the tech side of things, again, I know Squarespace and other platform users, I might lose you here, um, but I am going to talk about how you would actually set that up in WordPress, and it's really not that difficult. I'm just going to like mention the steps here um, and also link an amazing tutorial from Melissa Griffin, and she uses um, the the particular plugin that you can use for the resource library and she gives a tutorial for it Um, and it's it's actually kind of cool so I'm going to link that for you as well as give you another way but like I said Squarespace users or other platforms um, thank you so much for listening in I totally understand if you want to check out now totally cool but if you're my WordPress users then stick with me So aside from your opt-in landing page and your opt-in thank you page and setting up your email sequence, you're going to do all of these things as you would for um, a normal or a typical opt-in, okay? So setting up the opt-in itself, so setting up the resource library, I would recommend that you have at least um, 10 resources um, that you have when you open up the resource library, okay? And I know 10 probably seems like a lot, but if you have 10 different blog posts or you have um, 10 live streams or you have a combination of both things, think of any of the content that you've put out that you've asked people to sign up for or asked people to be present for, like lives, and ask Add that to your resource library, okay? So have at least 10 resources in your library. Um, And even minimally, if they're good, high-value resources, then you you could start with five. But make sure that you put yourself on a consistent schedule to constantly add value to that library because people aren't just signing up for what's in that library right now. They're signing up for what's in the library now and what's going to be coming to the library in the future. Um, So once you have your five to 10, there are two different ways that you can set it up using WordPress. So the first way um, is you would use a plugin 
called Essential Grid. The Essential Grid plugin adds you to let's allows you to seamlessly add your resources um, to the library and have them look responsive and beautiful. You can add the links directly to the PDFs to download, and it works really well. Um, the Essential Grid plugin is an investment. I think the last time I looked at it, it was $27. Um, but this is especially good if you're doing like a library full of stock photos because it allows your photos to be responsive. So I definitely recommend this if you're in the business of selling stock photos and you want to give away a free gallery of images or free printables um, if you're an illustrator or an artist. So I, I definitely recommend Essential Grid because they have different layouts like Masonry Grid and um, different types of layouts that you can use that um, will make your grid and your layout in your library and gallery look really beautiful. So the Essential Grid pr plugin is $27. And I'm going to link a tutorial here from Melissa Griffin. She walks you through the step-by-step -step process of getting that set up. Now, the second way to do this, you guys, is totally free, okay? It's using the Elementor plugin from WordPress, and all you have to do is choose Elementor, and then you just literally build the pages out. Um, so you would add the boxes and add the resources. You can add the covers of your resources, because I always recommend having those. So whatever you're pinning to Pinterest, use the cover. Um, you can use, add buttons. You can add the cover of the image. You can add a description. Just make sure it's laid out really nice and beautiful and organized and easy for people to follow. So really... A resource library is a password protective page that houses all of your resources. So when you set up your page in WordPress, you want to set that as password protected. Okay, um, and when you set it as password protected, then you'll type out the password, you'll set the password, and this is going to be the password that you're sending to people once they sign up. So um, set up your page as password protective. If you're using the Elementor plugin for WordPress, then you want to use the page format as Elementor, okay? So the Elementor plugin um, will allow you to add different layers of your library in a consistent way. Um, so it will allow you the opportunity to have like nice clean rows and columns, and it allow you some customization with things like buttons and adding heading text and all of that. So it makes it a lot easier than trying to like mash together um, short codes using just the plain WordPress builder. So you can either do that or you can set up your password protected page and you can follow the tutorial that I shared from Melissa Griffin and then grab that short code from the Essential Grid plugin, paste it on the content section of that page, and then once you refresh that page and you're logged into that page, then you'll see your grid of resources. So I know this is probably like kind of overwhelming and you guys are like, okay, Vanessa, this sounds really confusing, but believe I'm going to believe best believe girl I'm going to add um, some of the step-by-step -step instructions above the episode here um, so you can check those out so that's like the text setup, okay? And that's literally it. And once you get the page set up with your resources, you continuously add to it. And then when someone signs up in their welcome email, give them the password. And send them to a thank you page that asks them to share the resource library, asks them to share your blog post, anything. So so basically the sequence will look the same with any opt-in that you create. So it will be set up your opt-in landing page, 
okay? Um, set up your confirmation email and your thank you email. Set up the page itself that houses your resources. Make sure it's password protected. And once that's all set up and you set up your sequences, um, direct them to a thank you page that asks them to share. And then at the end of every newsletter that you send out, make sure that you're constantly reminding them of the password. And I would suggest like adding something new and fresh to that library once or twice a month. So hopefully that gives you um, some really good tips on how to start a resource library for your brand or for your business. And um, make sure to read the notes here. I'm going to leave all of the links for you guys to make it super easy. If you have any other questions, then definitely let me know. I would love to help you out. And enjoy the episode. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your resource library. And if you do set one up, let me know, guys. I would love to check it out. Like people send me their opt-ins that they've created all the time and it literally like tickles me pink. Like blush beautiful pink to know that you guys are using my resources to create things that you're super proud of. So, if you have an opt-in that you've created with me, um with my resources, then please share it. Um reply to one of my newsletters or leave a comment here. Um get in touch with me and let me see those opt-ins you're creating. If you have questions on how to do a certain type of opt-in, let me know because I'll record an episode about it so it can help you out and others out that are having the same issue. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode of how to do an opt-in on creating a resource library. Um, If you have some Facebook and Instagram lives and you're wondering how to turn those into opt-ins, then definitely check out my episode on how to do that. Um, I'll link that above in the notes as well. And aside from that, guys, peace, love, and happy days. Um, Have an awesome day ahead, and we'll chat soon. Come back next week. I can't wait to share more opt-in gems with you. If you loved this episode, I would so much appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review to help other people find the show so that they can grow their businesses too. And I've got tons of free templates and training for you over on the blog at vanessaryan.co forward slash thanks dash friends. Have a happy day, sweet friends.